Hi friends and welcome to Ollie Ted Talks, a podcast by me, Ollie Ted Lewis, where I share conversations with friends and stories about things like pop culture, travel, comedy, music and LGBTQ plus issues. Each episode I dive into a different topic of the week and then I share any questions, stories and thoughts from you, the listeners. I also share my album of the week, the album that I think you should be listening to after this podcast episode is finished, of course for no other reason than the fact that I like to think that I've got impeccable music taste, but you can be the judge. Then I share with you something that I love uh, and something that I hate uh, from the week. I'll try to keep it topical, but to be honest, I don't watch the news, so we'll see how that goes. This week, I'm joined by my good friend, comedian, impressionist and fellow podcaster, Cal Halbert, as we discuss how we stay creative, not only in lockdown, but also in our everyday adult life. Now, I have got a bit of a potty mouth, so if you're surrounded by kids or people who are easily offended, you might want to pop your headphones in for this one. But other than that, without further ado, I think we should crack on with the show, don't you? Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Ollie Ted Talks with me, Ollie Ted Lewis. I hope you're well. Um, I know I'm feeling good, but I think that's mostly because we are days away from lockdown restrictions getting eased here in the UK. Um, I can finally get a haircut. I've noticed that at the moment I seem to be spending the beginning of every episode talking about lockdown, <laughs> which, you know, um, it's this these you know these episodes are a product of their time, let's say that. Once again, it has been a hot minute since I uploaded my last episode. Um, I've noticed these episodes at the moment have been a little bit scattered. It's supposed to be a weekly podcast, but to be honest, there's there's been a lot going on, all right? Um, Obviously, last time I said the reason my episode was delayed was because I was feeling a bit depressed due to the lockdown, which was true. Um, I was feeling a little bit down in the dumps about it, but now um, my reason is because there's a lot going on in my life, actually. I'm a busy man. I went for a job interview last week, and basically um, what's happening is I'm moving. Yeah, I'm moving. Um, Those of you who've listened to previous episodes will know that um, the reason I live where I live right now is because I kind of flew back to live in the town that my parents live in because the pandemic kicked off. I was in Australia, had to fly home, and just ended up here, and this is where I'm employed. Um, But now I've got a little bit of money together, and I've decided that I don't really want to live here anymore. Um, It's, you know, it's a cute little place, but there's not really a lot of opportunities for a 26-year-old gay man here, uh, both personally and professionally. So I I decided that I would quite like to live in a city. Um, So yeah, I'm moving to Manchester. Everything's kind of come around very quickly in regards to the move. Um, Like I've, you know, I've had my job interview. um, There's a few different opportunities I'm looking at. And um, I've been like getting stuff sorted with my friends. And yeah, it's been a very manic time. So that's kind of why the episodes have been a little bit um, sporadic, not really weekly. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll get back on top of that, I promise. <laughs> um, but but at the moment, yeah, there there is a lot going on. And, you know, I just haven't really had the time to dedicate to, you know, the editing that I would like to do on these episodes. Because as you all know, well, those of you who listen weekly, actually none of you do because I don't upload weekly. <laughs> 
Um, I am, I'm a Virgo, all right? I'm a perfectionist, so I ain't going to be putting out shit episodes weekly, okay? That's why it's been taking me a little bit longer to put these ones together. We've got a new logo. My lovely friend Douglas created the brand new podcast artwork. If you just tap your phone or whatever, you'll see a lovely little animated picture of my head on the body of someone fabulous because um yeah basically my concept for the logo was that i wanted to incorporate an iconic pop culture moment if you didn't get what pop culture moment the logo is referencing then fair enough because it's quite an obscure one to be honest but if you do get it then let's be friends because it's great um it is the if you type in britney dump him into google images you'll see you'll see what's inspired my logo all right um but yeah thank you douglas for creating it i'm fucking obsessed with it um yeah he did an incredible job he's an amazing artist and i'm buzzing that he's done the artwork for me i like it do you know what i really like about it is that it's giving me like obviously i'm holding a coffee in it it's giving me like turning up late to the meeting with the beverage that made you late vibes like that's the vibe it's giving me And I feel like what I'm wearing is what I would wear in a world devoid of, like, heteronormativity. You know, if everyone could just be as loud and gay as they could at all times, and maybe if I was rich enough to afford an outfit that looked that fabulous, that is what I would wear every day. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you, Douglas. I'm obsessed with the logo. It's great. Today's episode is about staying creative. That's the topic of the week, staying creative. As always, I put a little um, post on my Instagram asking you all to share with me the ways that you stay creative. What is it that you do to keep creative in lockdown and in your everyday adult life? And I've had some wonderful responses, so they will be making their way onto the questions, stories and thoughts segment later on in the episode. Um, But first, uh, yeah, Cal Halbert is my guest this week. Uh, Cal is an impressionist, a comedian. He is a fellow podcaster. He's got his own podcast called The Cal Halbert Podcast, where he interviews all kinds of incredible people. I highly recommend going and giving that a listen because he's had guests from Denise Welch. Um, He's had the lovely Cheryl Ferguson on his podcast, who most of us know for playing the iconic EastEnders character, Heather Trott. Love her. Um, He's also had Cherry Valentine on, so... One for the gays there, a good old RuPaul's Drag Race contestant. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend going and giving his podcast a listen. It's really, really great. Cal himself has been on the telly before. He was on Britain's Got Talent as part of the duo, The Mimic Men, doing all his crazy impressions, of which he does a few in this interview, actually, which was wonderful. Kept me entertained, that's for sure. And um, actually listening back to this interview, I did have a little bit of a chuckle because some of the things we talk about are just like... (laughs) so bizarre and um yeah we we cover some some unique subject territories that's for sure <laughs> um but yeah i re- i really enjoyed chatting with cal and yeah i hope that you all enjoy listening to this episode as well so yeah without further ado let's crack on with this episode and here is my conversation with my good friend cal halbert <laughs> All right, so today on the podcast, I've got joining me um, someone, I'd say if I've dipped my foot in comedy and panto, then he has fully immersed his entire body in it because um, he's very much, I've just said before, you're the king of panto and comedy to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, wonderful to have you on. It is Cal Halbert. Hello, my friend. How are you? Are you good? I'm, yeah, I'm very well. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I don't know if I'm the king of panto. 
But uh, I, I've certainly certainly done a bit. I've dabbled. Did in, in, in my eyes, you are. That's the Thank title you. that I've given you. Yeah, well, I, I will take it. That is what I'm going to have. And I will be the king of pantomime. I think I might start calling myself that. But, <laughs> but you know, in lockdown, you, you, because I'm in lockdown at the moment. Well, I say me as if it's just me. Everybody's in lockdown. Uh, everyone's in lockdown. We've been told to get like different hobbies and stuff. And I've started... <laughs> It's such a middle-aged man thing to say. I've started playing darts, right? So I'm a, <laughs> so I quite like the King of Panto as my darts name because at the moment I've been going for uh, Chairman of the Board because it's clever, right? Because Chairman like of the that. Board, boss, the board, the dart board, Chairman. I was over. I took. I put my feet up with the rest of the day when I thought of that name. But uh, <laughs> it's only because my friend uh, who I play darts with at my office. I know, yeah, we, we don't do any work. We, we just play darts. That's that's why. So if any clients out there are thinking, why has Cal not done anything? It's because I'm playing darts. That's what it is. Uh, but my, my friend, his surname is McGovern. So he's called himself the governor. So that makes sense. McGovern, McGovernor. Okay, yeah. So I got a bit annoyed that in the hierarchy, he might be higher than me. So I went for chairman of the board. So I was, I was very happy. There. But I will take king of panto. I will, I will have that. But the thing is, though, chairman of the board... I. I've, I've thought far too much into this, Ollie. I'll be honest with you. Right? I've thought of this. So, chairman of the board, Cal Halbert, I would come out to James Brown, uh, you, you know, the, the boss. Paid the cast to be the boss. Paid the cast to be the boss. That's what I'd come out with because I'm the chairman of the board over the boss. But if I was the king of pantomime, I don't know what I would, what, what my theme music would be. It'd be, it'd be too difficult to not go away from something cheesy and silly. Do you know what I mean? That, that's that's the downside. I mean, my favourite part about this whole thing is how much thought you've put into it. I'm sure you'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have thought far too much of this. Yeah, I am very much a case of all the gear, no idea. Do you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, going, yeah, I am going to be a darts champion. And uh, I started watching more and more darts as well. And as if I'm a as if I'm some sort of expert going, yeah, yeah, he's ruined that. Like, yeah, he's ruined that. What's he got? Only a hundred. God, that's rubbish. <laughs> when when there are, I'm there throwing threes and 26s constantly. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the fact that, you know, um, <laughs> being in lockdown has given you a chance to really um, use your imagination there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what I did was go onto Amazon and Amazon said, uh, sorry, Amazon, they aren't paying me for this. But if you want to give me money, Amazon, I will endorse you. Uh, is They said, oh, top picks for you, a dartboard. And I went, I've never looked at darts in my life. And then I thought, yeah, I could be a darts player. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. And I, that, that's that's my hobby, that and colouring in. That's what I've been doing over lockdown. Nice. That's weird. That's like, <laughs> it's like you've got the two like complete juxtapositions like darts like an old man sport and coloring in like something that like five-year-olds do like i love that yeah. <laughs> yeah that's very much what it is yeah i i am yeah god i never thought of it like that that's awful <laughs> I'm, I'm an old man that likes coloring that's <laughs> that's, what that's what i'm going for and do you know what the worst thing is is that i've i've got into both of them like i've really got into both of them so much in that i've bought ridiculously expensive coloring pencils 
and stuff but you know when you try and justify things in your head and you go well yes i am actually gonna take up coloring in as a profession so it's uh, i need to i need to spend 22 pounds on a set of pencils yeah i do need that yeah i do need a 10 pound coloring book i do need that (laughs) i mean what else are you going to spend your money on at the minute i mean really (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah there's there's nothing there's nothing you can do yeah so i will spend 10 pounds on a roll dog coloring in book where i overuse the color purple and that that is one that is a downside of coloring <laughs> god i'm going into proper <laughs> the analytics of coloring in one of the downsides of coloring in is i do get annoyed when i've colored in something wrong like not like going over the lines and stuff but if i put a color in and go mm, yeah maybe i shouldn't have put purple there because that's quite close to the red and blue and obviously red and blue merged together that makes purple so therefore the the coloring is too close there maybe i should have gone for like a green or a yellow (coughs) or a pink just to completely change it and i do get a little bit wound up at my coloring in there but uh yeah so yeah i I am an old man that likes coloring that's (laughs) that's all i am ollie that's oh i've just thought actually my theme song i'm going to come out to is your podcast theme song because when i first listened to your podcast I couldn't stop singing the uh, Ollie Ted talks, Ollie Ollie Ted talks, Ollie 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 Ted talks. I can't, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stop singing it. I think that theme song is probably my proudest achievement, to be honest. Everyone has said that. <laughs> Literally, it was just like off the top of my head i was like oh what can i do to like spruce this little theme music up a bit and i just did it and literally i can't even tell you how many people have said that to me <laughs> it, it's a proper earworm it gets stuck in your head I, I will find myself walking around the house just going ollie ted talks ollie ollie ted talks ollie 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 ted talks that's <laughs> there we it go. Like, yeah. we've yeah, both yeah, found our like... new pr- professions in lockdown then you're going to be a coloring inner and i'm going to be a <laughs> musician here we go let's do I, I it i think you'll find it it's an artist not a coloring <laughs> in her so <laughs> i like coloring in her better though <laughs> <laughs> yeah coloring in but I, I i really like art but i'm rubbish at it i can't draw and uh, I, i'm in a double act in, in the mimic men as you know so and alfie joey the guy that I, i'm in a double act with he's a fantastic artist he's a brilliant artist he's like a spectacular drawer and stuff and I'm I'm a little bit envious because I I, I can't do it. I just I have no I, I, my mind just doesn't work for for drawing. I can't do it. And you know how people go, mm, yeah, you just need to practice. No, I ju- I can't do it. It's just I'm happy to throw my hands out there and go, no, I'm not a drawer. I can't do it. I'll stick with coloring in a. That's what I'll do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it? Because of, you always think like when whenever I tell people that I. I feel like I'm quite creative. People always assume that you're like a draw, like you draw or you're an artist, but I am so shit at that. It's like, it's like two completely separate things, isn't it? Like drawing, but and performing like they, you, they couldn't be further from each other. Like I'm so not, I cannot draw for shit. I'm exactly the same, but I really like admire people who can, like I, I follow all kinds of art pages on Instagram and stuff. I think it's incredible because I can just about draw a stick man. Yeah, I mean, I went through a, a period of time where I was, um, well, well, basically the Disney Channel came when I was a kid. The Disney Channel became massive in the UK when I was a kid. So, um, and then every so often, when the Disney Channel had like three minutes to kill or something like that to to kill time on air, rather than chucking adverts in, they'd do a tutorial on how to draw somebody from their from one of their shows. And they went through a period of time where they just consistently drew um, characters from Recess and. 
I and I spent about six weeks trying to draw Spinelli from uh, recess, and I couldn't do it. And I was just I was getting so angry that I couldn't draw. <laughs> I couldn't draw a cartoon character from the Disney Channel, where I'm, I imagine there's like six year olds around the world now that could just go, yeah, that, that's easy. That yeah, I can do that. But I mean, I I was. I must have been ooh, about 12 when the Disney Channel came over here. But I've got a younger brother and younger sister, so they were watching it loads, and that's the excuse I will stick to. Um, so they, <laughs> they were I watching I still watch Recess now. It's great. Like, it, it's good, isn't it? It is good. <laughs> yeah. uh, although I hate TJ Detweiler. I'd proper, like, I hate him. I can't. You know when you go, oh, oh you're everybody's friend. You're such an idiot. No one likes you. you know, I'm, not, I'm not having it. Really? I kind of fancied him as a kid. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. You fancied it. So actually, if we're talking about weird cartoon fancying, because so listeners, I am a bumder as well. So uh, I actually, uh, I fancy this is horrendous. I can't believe I'm saying this. Do you remember the Goofy movie? Did you no. ever watch the Goofy movie? Right. Well, there was a there was a movie about Goofy in his life. It was called the Goofy movie, and his son Max. <laughs> So I fancied Max when I was a kid. So I fancied Goofy's son. That was uh, that was the cartoon that I fancied. So I don't know if that's a that's a good or bad thing to be honest, Dolly. I don't know. I wish I could remember that. I really ha- did. Did he just look like a child Goofy? <laughs> well, I know he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you ever watch? Um, did you ever watch the Cramp Twins? Yes. I used to really fancy the the purple, like, I think his name, what was his name? The purple one. It was like really dirty and like grim. (laughs) Like that's the first crush I ever remember having, which just says a lot about what kind of men I go for, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You like them when they're, they're nearly dead because they're blue uh, and they're dirty. You like, (laughs) so basically you like corpses that are found in a ditch. That's, that's, this is what we're saying, Ollie. (laughs) I mean, I didn't think about it until you said it just now, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Cramp Twins. I do remember the Cramp Twins. And I, I used to watch Ed, Ed and Eddie as well. <clears throat> yes, I fancied the dumb Ed as well. Was this, Which one was the dumb one? The, with the really weird shaped head who like dribbled all the time. Like, <laughs> Well, that, that was Ed. That was Ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was Ed, E-D, Ed. And then Double D was the smart one, E-D-D. Yeah. And then Eddie was the short one that was annoying. Yeah, judging by my childhood cartoon crushes, I just like really dumb guys who don't wash or a, a yeah. weird colour. <laughs> I do like cartoons. I watch loads of cartoons still. Sometimes I, I sit there and I do watch like the Flintstones or Top Cat or Wacky Races or Tom and Jerry. And I, it is a little bit, I suppose it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's like, oh, my, my childhood. But it's not. It is kind of like, it is just stupid. It is funny. I do like I do like watching a cat chase a mouse. I think it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> I love so far, like, we've only been talking for, like, what, five, ten minutes, and you've already admitted to colouring in as a hobby, and now you sit and watch cartoons every day. Like, this is great. I'm getting Yeah, but the- I also play darts, so, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. You've, you've evened it out a little bit then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm trying to think of other old things. I love Songs of Praise Me, and I love... Uh, I, and I love... <laughs> I love horse race. I don't know. I don't like either of those things. I don't know. I'm just trying to bring my my age up. <laughs> Werther's Originals. <laughs> oh, love them. Yeah, actually, I do like a Werther's Original. That that's quite bad. I do like a Werther's Original, and I also like mint humbugs. You know, you know, like the 
the Everton's toffees and stuff like that, where you can get the, the black and white sweets that are like a mince that's covered in a toffee. I like them as well. You're shaking your head, Ollie, as if you go, I've never heard of this, you old man. This is... A- <laughs> <laughs> it's just not something I can imagine eating <laughs> until I'm at least 65. <laughs> I, I do like them sometimes. You know when you... you, you there's sweets, you go, no, I don't like those sweets. But you put the, you have them, you go, actually, yeah, yeah, they, these are all right, these. I quite like Fisherman's Friends, which is like... And that is... that Link it back to a panto. That is a panto thing. Now, I, I eat Fisherman Friends nearly every day when I do a panto, um, simply because it needs to look after your voice and things like that, and it's menthol, and it clears your airways and stuff like that. So, and obviously, if you're doing a panto you're quite prone to to getting ill because you, you're so run down and there's the kids coughing and spluttering constantly in the theatres and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I eat Fisherman's Friends, Black Halls, the cough sweets as well, and uh, Jakeman's, Black Jakeman's as well. I don't like the honey ones or the cherry ones, only the black ones. But actually, the first ever panto I did was um, the Lampton Worm at the Customs House in South Shields. And uh, I, Paul Shriek was the, the designer, and he's won numerous awards for his panto costumes and things like that. And I was completely transformed. You wouldn't have known it was me under this costume. Like, there was no point me being in the build. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have known it was me. I was so changed. And it was great. It was full credit to him. But I had this fake nose. It was like a hook witch nose sort of thing. Um, and I, I got a cold. Um, about three weeks into the into the panto, because obviously it's it's winter, people get sick and stuff like this, and because you run down, you you're trying you're more prone to these sort of things. So you're trying to shift this cold and cough and things, but I'd have to at half half time, as if I'm a footballer, at uh, the interval, I'd have to take my prosthetic nose off and then empty out all the, the the sweat and snot and juices and stuff that's come out empty that out clean that out spray it with a bit of um detol and then put it back on for the second half it was yeah it was horrendous and that was that sort of thing i don't know how i've got onto this but that made it more difficult to shift the shift a shift a cold and stuff like that but since then i've never had to wear a fake nose so you know swings and roundabouts well i hope it kept your nose warm at least <laughs> Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. Uh, it, it just like collected all the all the gunk at the end. It was terrible, awful. Very glamorous panto, isn't it? <laughs> oh, there's no business like show business. No business, I know. The positive thing was though, in that costume, I wore these like eighty pound slippers. So these slippers were like ridiculously expensive. They were like designer slippers. So I got to wear slippers for the whole show. So whereas a lot of people will say to you, oh, the footwear is horrendous in panto. And it is normally you have to wear these ridiculously high shoes or really cheap plastic looking, but they look good on the stage sort of thing. So all the lights are on them. And but they're so painful to wear. But I got to wear slippers. So it was all right. I, I was So, you know. You take the rough with the smooth. I've got a fake nose full of snot, but I've got to wear slippers, so that's all right. Yeah, there's nothing before you do a panto. There's nothing more like <laughs> telling than when you have that first costume fitting before a show, and you're like, "What is this? I'm going to be wearing for the next however many weeks." 
Yeah, and the first time you put it on, it is kind of the novelty. You go, whoa, look at this, look at this. And they go, oh, yes, and put your pin badge up here just for a little added thing. You're, yeah, that's nice. By, by the end of it, when you're about three weeks in, you go, oh, so I can't be asked for that pin badge. That's all right. I can't, no, I can't be tuned with it. No, forget it. Waste of time. Do I look like, yeah, fine. Do I look like a king? Great. Right, I'm going out. Get me crown, <laughs> I'm all right. Do you know? <laughs> Very true. Very true. So obviously, like, Panto and comedy, I feel, has probably kept you very busy pre-lockdown. Um, what was it like for you adjusting to everything when we got put into lockdown and we've kind of had to figure out this new way of being? I'll be honest with you, when the first lockdown came in, it, it was good. It was good. Like it was. I didn't have to feel guilty about not having to look for work. and Because ultimately, I, I, I firmly believe this, and anybody that questions it is is wrong, basically. Um, comedians are lazy. We are lazy, lazy people, and we can't. That and there has to be an element of laziness to comedy, in my opinion. And I think, and I think, being lazy adds to the fact that it builds on your set. It makes you. We we are just lazy people. We we can't do a normal job because we think it's stupid. We can't be bothered to do that. You know, it's so we do we do stand up and stuff. So we are fundamentally lazy people so when lockdown first came in it was great you know we i didn't have to do any work i was kind of sitting in bed all day and just watching telly watching this morning i think yes i do want to know what the loose women are chatting about today i do want to know about that which is a, a sentence that i never thought i'd ever say but the first lockdown was great and i was saying to you just before we we we, we started recording at my birthday's in March. It's it's around the twentieth time. Well, I say around the twentieth time. Twenty second. I'll tell you when my birthday is. Twenty second. <laughs> just gone. Uh, so uh, that I've now had my second birthday in lockdown. So, and we actually went into lockdown the weekend of my birthday. So I was like, ah, oh, all the pubs are shut on my on my birthday. Why have they done this? This is horrendous. And it was, it was not, the novelty was great. We had the Tiger King, a Carol Baskin killed her fucking husband and all this sort of stuff. You got, you got, you got to watch all this stuff. You got all this Netflix stuff. You go, great. Yeah, I can catch up on these things. I can catch up on all, all the crap TV that I watch. I can catch up on all this. Start, I watched all of Waterloo Road from start to finish. You know, I, I haven't watched Waterloo Road since I was in school. Watched all of that. Binged that. I've, I've watched all of Coach Trip. Because I love Brendan. Yeah, he's just, I absolutely adore him. All of Coach Trip. Uh, I started watching The Circle, not for me, I think it's a load of rubbish. Um, I started, I've watched every single bit of stand up special on Netflix that I wanted to. I, I flew through all of these things. And then uh, my mental health took a whacking great hit. It was really, really bad. And because I, I, I kind of had no purpose. And it was, so my part, a bit. I've been very, very lucky in that my partner has still been working and he's been able to earn money. So we are by I'm not trying to say woe is me because I'm far better off than loads of people through this this situation. OK, my my uh, turnover and business and money income and uh, earnings and salary has gone to zero, but he's always had his income coming in so we've always had some form of money coming in so we haven't there's we haven't had that sort of panic of going i think the electric's going to be cut off this we haven't had any of that you know it's we've so we've been very very lucky and when he started working again um obviously working from home rather than going to the office and stuff i i 
my mental health did take a, a real, real whack because I kind of had no purpose sort of thing. And I didn't really know what I was getting up for. And okay, yeah, I am a bit lazy, but I, I do still get up. I might go for a walk. I'll, I've, I've got a Fitbit. So I, I, I'm one of these guys that checks to make sure I'm doing 10,000 steps and stuff. I'm one of these people. Uh, I, I try and keep active and things. And, but I, I, because I had nowhere to go and I had, and then Edinburgh was canceled. So, and I hadn't been to the fringe for two years, two, three years, I think it was. So this was my year that I was going to come back and with a great show that I thought called the great pretender. I'd done all the, the, the press shots of me as Freddie Mercury and all these things going, Oh, the great pretender. Cause I'm an impressionist. I tried to, I was hiding the fact that I was gay for so long and all these sort of things. So, and it was a really nice show that I was really proud of. And then uh, the, the fringe was canceled. So that was kind of another goal because I, I don't think any of us thought that this lockdown would be going on for as long as it has. And it's, it's, it, it's tackled. It, it's, it's upset and damaged loads of people. And I, 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 I've been quite open in that I, I struggle with bad mental health anyway. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not the, not the the greatest when it comes to good mental health and things. But um, it's you've got to work at your mental health and things like that. So if you've got a broken leg, you're not going to walk around with a broken leg. You're going to get it fixed. So there's no reason why you shouldn't work on your your, your mental health and things like that. And okay, yeah, there's there's different medication you can take and stuff but ultimately that's there's only so much that that can do and you've got to keep on top of that sort of thing so and to go on stage and say a joke that i wrote that day and it gets a laugh it's kind of justified my my whole day you know and you go yeah yeah you are this is what you're supposed to do this is what you your job is this is what you're put on the planet earth to do and all this sort of bollocks that people say you know and you go yeah I, I am a comedian i'm i'm not the best comedian i'm not the worst comedian but i'm here and i've written a joke and it made people laugh and that's that's all i want and i think the fact that i have bad mental health kind of pushes me a bit more because i know what it's like to not want to leave bed and not do anything and every 20 minutes just sort of thing of just fucking kill yourself there's no point you know there's just just kill yourself i've, I've been there and i and i'm not saying I'll, I'll never go there again i might go there if i don't keep up with um my, my treatments and stuff that i that i do to um, like my coloring enemy darts chairman of the board uh so i might go back there if i don't keep on top of these sort of things but i know how awful it is to be in that situation so if someone is feeling a bit shit. I'm not trying to belittle it, but if someone is feeling a bit shit and they, they might drag them out to a comedy club, you go, oh, you're depressed. I'll tell you what you need, a good laugh. You need a good laugh. You know, and they get dragged there and they may sit there and nothing's amusing them. And you may say one joke and one thing that has given them a smirk or given them uh, a, an internal laugh. And they've gone, yeah, yeah, that's, that's justified me leaving the house today. And I, and I think that is what I crave and a need not not just the fact that people laughing at me because i'm so fabulous but um it's more so that i don't know who i'm not helping anymore you know so but um, and it's it's simply simply down to the fact that i've been there and i don't want anyone to feel the way that i felt so so yeah the, the, the lockdown was good and then it went bad <laughs> 
but there's light at the end of the tunnel thanks to Boris and it's called Whiff Waff and Whiff Waff is coming home. Fah! So uh, yeah, <laughs> there is uh, there is light at, light at the end of the tunnel. So l- let's not be as depressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that. And I, I love that little Boris impression as well. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you, do you think that like, because obviously you said that you feel like you kind of lost your purpose a little bit. And yeah. I've definitely felt a little bit like that at points in lockdown as well. Um, so do you think that this has kind of forced you to find new daily practices to kind of get out of that headspace? And um, like, because obviously normally you get, you get on stage, you do your comedy, but you, you can't you can't do that at the moment. And I, I know for yeah. me, like at the minute, like not having a social life, not being able to perform, like they're two of the main things in my life that kind of to give me purpose. Um, so I know that that's been a big struggle for me, but I do also think that I've also learned different ways to cope with my emotions and like different things that help me feel better so do you think that's been the case for you in lockdown as well yeah it has i think it it kind of um elevated things that and i think this is something we're we're going through this uh, this mental health pandemic as well as uh, the covid19 pandemic as well uh we're going through this thing of people are starting to realize that they're not okay and that and that it is okay to not be okay and all this sort of stuff i think ultimately I never realized I was depressed for for years and years and years. But when I look back, yeah, I've been horrifically depressed for so long. I've always been depressed. And partly it will be a chemical imbalance and partly it will be my, my lifestyle and things like that. And what I have done through the lockdown, because that idea of um, going on stage and stuff has disappeared and I, I've got rid of that talking therapy, speaking to everybody, making everyone laugh sort of thing, uh, that has gone. I have to keep on top and I have to actively meditate and things like this. And when, ah, the problem is I'm like everyone else. When I say meditation, you go, I'm not fucking sitting there with my legs crossed going, oh, oh I'm not <laughs> fucking doing that. You can fuck right off. Do you know what I mean? But actually taking 10 minutes out or half hour i do a youtube thing called uh, the body scan where i go where you kind of in your mind's eye you go through your whole body and stuff and you you lie down or you sit down wherever you feel comfortable and so and it just takes half hour and it it's half hour for you it's half hour for, for you to take your take that time out and actually because i never did this before i didn't realize that i was but sorry, because I hadn't actively done these things before meditation and things like that, I didn't realize that before the lockdown, I was doing these anyway. And I didn't realize that because my my um, my routine was knackered, it, it's been ruined. I don't have these bits of reflection and stuff anymore. So whether it's me driving to to a gig, we've all been driving. and We've gone on autopilot and things like that. And we know where we're going. We know what we're doing. And you may go into like a five minutes driving while you're on the motorway and you're in the five minutes but you just the radio's off that's it you just drive it and that is a meditation that is taking space to yourself i never realized as well that i'm a huge sports fan so as well as comedy i used to do a lot of sports radio and things like that so and i never realized that actually me watching tennis tennis is my most my favorite sport Watching tennis was my meditative state. I, I didn't realize that me watching a, a tennis match is when I go into a bubble and I just sit there and I I watch and I reflect. So actually, by going into the lockdown, it's 
made me think about these things and makes other people realize that actually, God, yeah, I do feel like shit. Why? Because your routine's been knackered. Why? Because actually you have been meditating. You haven't been sat down with your legs cross saying on, but you have been, you have been, you you might watch the chase for half hour and none of it goes in whatsoever. You just sat there going dun 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 dun, dun, dun whatever it is. You or pointless, Ollie, because you've been on pointless. Uh, so uh, <laughs> less said about that, the better. Uh, we saw your performance. So <laughs> or you're watching that, <laughs> but nothing goes in. But you're in that kind of that that mental state where you, you you're reflecting on yourself and that's it. So. Your routine, you realize, you don't even realize you could be walking to work and you're meditating. You could be sat on the metro. You could be sat on the underground. You could be on the bus, whatever it is. You're actually taking time to yourself. And because that's been completely broken and changed, people are starting to go, God, yeah, I do feel like shit. Why? Because you're not meditating where, and you're not thinking about yourself. You're not taking time for yourself, which is what we've all been doing, but we don't realize. Another good thing as well, actually, from lockdown is we've, we've been told that we're supposed to like get new skills and things like that. I've got a, a banjo So that's like the in between a banjo and a ukulele. Apparently, they're easier to learn. I haven't picked it up. I can't. I've tuned it about four times, but I've never, never, uh, <laughs> never played it. But it is there. And I, I will do that at some point. I've been the, I've been coloring in, I've been doing dance. But then I've also been working on a podcast as well, like, like yourself. And that's been great because it kind of that kind of justifies my day and things like that. And it, it's kind of it's so surreal that you I'm chatting to people and you go, my God, I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought that I'd be sat on a Zoom call with Denise Welsh or with uh, with Lost Voice Guy or the snooker player Alan McManus or Ewan Thomas, the the gold medalist. And stuff. Never in the wildest dreams. And I think that I could I'd be sat chatting to them and they're giving me time of the day for, for no reason whatsoever you know and that's that's another thing and i think if we look at the positives of a lockdown and stuff and trying to stay creative and try and make things and stuff i i would never have done this podcast i would never have released it or never have actively worked on it without a lockdown i would have just put it on the back burner and, and not bothered and things like that and it, it it's made me do something because it, okay there is that little bit of business politics in your head you go oh i've got to stay relevant and you've got to do that but then also you do need to mind fart stuff out a lot do you know <laughs> you do need ridiculousness so um I don't know how how's the podcast helped you because you've started your podcast through lockdown. So how's it? Because I know you've been a you used to travel constantly. You you're big on traveling and things, and obviously that's been eradicated for you. So how, how's the podcast been for you? Yeah, amazing. It's it's been. I was so nervous to put it out because I've talked about quite a lot of personal things in my episode so far. Yeah, and um, it's been. I feel like when lockdown happened, I started to reflect on a lot of things that I never have, I haven't thought about in years. And I, and being able to do the podcast and just say all of it aloud and like talk about things has been incredible. And yeah. as well as that, having the response from people who like either related to things that I've said or were like, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, I feel like I've learned a lot from the things you've said. I'm like, I didn't think I was going to be teaching anyone shit with this podcast. I just wanted some attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but that that goes back to the thing that I was saying before you may have written one joke and that one joke has made someone internally laugh or whatever it is and you you brighten their day do you know what I mean and it's and do you know with your title um Ollie Ted talks you people do you know 
people that may not know you may type in TED Talks and say, what the hell is this? Ollie TED Talks. And they look it up and they find it and they you you have another fan and you go, God, yeah, I, I wanted to kill myself two days ago. I've listened to this and my life's great compared to these two fuckers. So it's, <laughs> we don't need that. But yeah, you you made this, you made a, a laugh and you, you've, you've brightened someone's day, you know? So, so, and that's, that's what's great. So, and by putting, obviously you, you said that you wanted the, the attention, but ultimately you're, you're creating a, a, you're being creative. You're creating a piece, you're putting it out. And it is scary to, to put something out, to be ridiculed by everybody. Um, and I, I, I'm looking at my, my board now of the guests that I've got coming up and stuff. And you go, Oh God, well, is anyone going to know who, who they are? Do, do they know? Are, are they going to, are they going to care? Do you know? And but ultimately it, it's not for 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 the people, so to speak. It's for me as a, as a, as an outing. And if it does improve anybody's day or whatever it is, all the better. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that just being open and talking on a podcast the way we're doing now, you could have someone who you, nobody knows, but you can still get like something really special like out me. of it. Is that what you're saying? Like me? No. no I was- <laughs> Hey, I was well excited to have the King of Panto on my podcast, believe you me. Oh, no, you weren't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of bursting out and stuff. And what I've also found is um, it, it's just so weird because people say to me, how have you got Ali McCoist? How have you How have you got Kelly Holmes? How have you got this? And you go, I asked them. You know, it's kind of, you go, yeah, I just asked them. How did you get Hacker the dog? I asked him, and he went, "Yeah." He goes, "What? You asked the dog? Yeah, I asked a puppet. Yeah." <laughs> you go, "You had, you just ask these." I had Cherry Valentine on as well. Who, um, she was my third episode, I believe, third episode, and uh, she she's just been in Drag Race UK, and she was fantastic. And again, it's it's one of these things where you go, "I've got someone that is super famous at the moment, super super famous. She's on telly uh, for the part. Okay, she was second kicked out, but." She's been on RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, and that's huge. That's such a huge thing. And we just had a bit of a chinwag for half hour and I put it out and people are going, how did you get, did you go through agent? No, just message them, just message them. And the thing is, what a lot of people actually forget is people, they're like us, they're people as well. They need an outlet as well. So the pandemic hasn't just affected us, it's affected them as well. So this is one of the things that I spoke to. Um, my episode this week was uh, Tommy Cassidy, who's a, a Newcastle United footballer, uh, well, former Newcastle United, Northern Ireland international. He's actually my father-in-law. So I, he's in the same bubble as me. So I went round to, to their house and we interviewed face-to-face. Um, and he's actually come out in the last... Uh, last few months uh, publicly with having Alzheimer's and stuff. And it's a it's an evil, evil disease, Alzheimer's anyway, and dementia and everything under that umbrella of dementia is horrendous anyway. But if you're thinking, if you're sat there thinking, fucking hell, what a shit life I've got. And I, I'm guilty of this as well. Where you sat there going, God, this is fucking crap. How shit must it be for someone who's living with someone with dementia and how exhausting that must be? You've got to got to think about that sort of style there's i suppose you can kind of look at it in a in a selfish way to go there's always someone worse off than me and there is but yeah you need to look at it and go you, you're doing all right you do you know what i mean just stay stay on top and maybe you never know 
when someone's partner is in the bath away from their partner with uh, dementia or whatever it is and listening to a podcast or whatever it is, that is their escapism to get away. And yeah, it is, it is tough, but you know, it's doing the outlet and stuff like that. You, you're doing all right, kidder. You know, you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like even, so I, I'm working in a warehouse at the minute and it is quite a tedious oh, no, job. Oh, no, we're not. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> And um, I love your podcast, by the way. I listen to it every week. It's brill. Um, oh, thank you. Just putting that out there. Cal Halbert podcast, everyone. Go give it a, go give it a listen. Very imaginative name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say same, but I feel like Ollie Ted talks. It's, 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 I think I like to think it's clever. <laughs> it's clever. It's clever. It's much cleverer than the Cal Halbert podcast. That's, it's much I mean, cleverer. You know, Cal Halbert podcast, like, you know, it is what the book, what I'm trying to think of the saying, you get what it, it is what it says on the tin. Am I saying yes, that? Yes, that's <laughs> it. Because, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that was pretty much uh, the uh, performance of Ollie on Pointless as well. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How have you found going to going to a normal job, so to speak? Though I mean, to be honest, I've always done, I've always done like normal jobs as well as of like my creative things and like yeah. my traveling. So, um, like I'm used to working in like when I was in Australia, I literally worked on a farm to like get through. Like That'd I was quite cool though. I think. Uh... Well. Like it wasn't the kind of farm you imagine. Like you'd imagine like working with animals and stuff. It wasn't that. I literally, there was one job I had. I had like a six foot pole and I had to whack almonds out of trees for eight hours a day. <laughs> um, See that? I mean, there is that kind of like romantic thought where you go, yeah, I could just bugger off to the south of France and pick grapes for the rest of my life. I'll be all right. But it does sound crap as well. <laughs> I mean, it gave my arms a good workout. Like I was ripped by the end of that, uh, that job. <laughs> but Did you get to nick any of the almonds and just have a few? Well, the ones we were hitting, so they have machines that took all the good almonds. So we weren't even hitting the good almonds out the tree. We were hitting the ones that had like bugs and shit in that were gross. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, do you know what? I was actually like, we talk about like meditation, like going and doing that for eight hours a day. I mean, don't get me wrong. It got very, very tedious, very, very quickly. But there was something about it that was like, you know, one day I'm going to look back on this job and this period of time in the middle of the outback of Australia, hitting dead almonds out of a tree. like, And I was like, one day I'll look back on this and be like, that was a peaceful time, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it does sound good though, doesn't it? What's the weirdest joke? I used to whack dead almonds out of a tree. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I'm, do you know, I'm, I'm actually quite envious of people that can work a normal job, so to speak. And they're, they're very content and happy with working a nine to five, going to the pub on a Friday, have a couple of beers, go home, have Sunday dinner on a Sunday. And that's their life. And they're very happy with that. And I'm really, really envious of people like that, actually, because that's not enough for me. And I, mm. I, I need... I'm too egotistical, Ollie. That's what we're saying. <laughs> no, not at all. I I 100% agree with you. And like, there have been times in my life. So when I was like 21, um, I just worked full time in a restaurant. And there was a period where I thought, oh, is this going to be my life? Like now, like this is this me working full time for my entire adult life now. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so miserable. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, surely there's more to life than just doing this. And um, my brain can't 
do that and be in that routine for a long time and feel fulfilled and, and happy. And it's not that the job itself can't fulfill other people, but it's that I need to be doing something that stimulates me creatively and that I, yeah. I that I enjoy. Um, and it's, you know, I still, I still do these jobs. Like I still work, have worked in restaurants and warehouses and, you know, hitting dead almonds out of trees. Um, <laughs> but I also know that I have purpose outside of that. And I, like there was a period in the lockdown actually where I was doing 40 hour weeks and just getting home and I was too tired to do anything else. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't doing anything else like in t- terms is, of having, having a social life. 40 yeah. hours in the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, didn't, I obviously don't have a social life cause there's no lockdown or anything. And like, I was getting really down because I was like, all right, I'd be able to deal with just doing this job every day. If I at least could go and have a beer in the pub afterwards, or I at least have something I'm going and doing a comedy night after my shift. Do you know what I mean? Like something like that to just get me through it and be like, Oh, this is serving. Like I've got, I've got more purpose ahead of me, but in lockdown, it's been quite hard to think, Oh, one day I am going to go and travel again, or I am going to go and perform again because we don't know when that will be regardless, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And this is one of the things that I'm actually quite, um, I'm concerned about, you you know, the old bloke that's always in the pub. Do you know what I mean? And he gives it because that's his social life. I'm concerned about people like that because they, they've got nowhere to go, do you know? And the pubs have been shut for over a year as good as, and then there was a little couple of months where the pubs did reopen, but not the pubs that the old fellas went into, do you know what I mean? And had their community there. So I am concerned about that sort of thing. And also we we are getting back to as close to normal as we possibly can at the moment, but we don't have that transition time. So as you say, having a pint in the beer garden afterwards, you just go, that's a lot of people's wind down time. So you could be wearing your work clothes and it's something as stupid as wearing work clothes can put a mindset in. So you'd be wearing your suit or whatever it is that you're wearing. You go have a quick pint in the pub on the walk home. You go to your local pub, you have a quick pint, you've relaxed your mindset, you've gone home, you've taken your work clothes off. That's it. Now we've skipped out that mindset we're going straight home taking our clothes off and we haven't wound down so or we're moving from the lounge to the bedroom and that's it you know and we haven't we haven't wound down and we haven't had that time so you're absolutely right in that there's there's no uh that that i have more purpose but i don't as well because it's been taken away and actually what's probably more concerning and more difficult for people is that we've got no control over it it's it's and we've got no one to blame either as well we we can't blame we love to blame someone but it's all out of our hands it's a virus that keeps changing and things and it's tough and ultimately people are fucking dying so we need to stop it you know (laughs) so um but yeah and but we've got no one to blame so apart from the person that ate a bat but we can blame them but other than that there's no one we can blame yeah it, it is difficult to become creative because um Obviously, be, being a comic, you have to write jokes. This may come as a surprise. Some comics don't write jokes, but um, they need to. Um, so we, we the, the, the difficult thing for me is I don't actually write everything down. I know loads of comics that just write everything down onto a piece of paper and they kind of work it out uh, in, in like a, a method and try and work it all out. The sort, of, But I kind of do all the all the work in my head and then put the finished product onto a piece of paper. So that, that's what I tend to do. So... Um, that that's been quite difficult, but also there is um, the the idea of writing something down gives you that kind of um, 
justification because you go, yes, this is what I've done. I've written a page. And actually, people go, you've only written a page. That's a huge amount. To, to, write, to write 20 minutes in in uh, a couple of months is massive it's it's like a huge amount because for people that don't know about stand-up you you go five minutes 10 minutes 15 club 20 and then your 45 hour is is is, is your big one but uh, these there are people that have been going on doing the stand-up circuit for five six years that still haven't got a 20 minute set you know so it is a, a huge jump to go from that so actually being able to dump everything down on a piece of paper is uh it, is actually not a normal thing for me. So that's been, uh, that's been quite good. How, how about yourself? How do you go about writing jokes? Um, I mean, they normally come to me at the most inconvenient time. So I'll normally just, I've got like a notes app in yeah. my phone with just the weirdest shit. Like sometimes I'll write the weirdest shit in my notes app and then I'll go back over it and I'll be like, what the fuck does any of this mean? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did try and get organized once. I bought like a little notepad. No, it was like a, a notebook. And I wrote, I, I quite like making like my books look pretty with like highlighters and I've got quite neat handwriting. So I had like written out. I imagine all... you've got nice handwriting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, You seem like the sort of person that has really nice handwriting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends. Depends. Like once I've been writing for about 10 minutes, it loses it a little bit, but um, <laughs> generally speaking. So I wanted to like have this book, have everything out neatly. And I just like had all these different jokes and stuff in it, but they didn't really connect to each other. It was just stuff that I had thought or performed on stage before that worked. And I was like, okay, this is going to be good and I'm going to get organized. But like I, I did that over the course of two days, closed the book and never looked at it again. <laughs> <laughs> But then every now I've been in lockdown, I have looked at it a few times and I've been like, oh yeah, that was quite good. I should do that again yeah. one day when we're, when we're able to do stand-up comedy again. Yeah, that, that, is the, that is the positive of writing stuff down is that you, you do come across and go, oh, actually, yeah, that is quite funny. And you, 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 you have a different eye to look at it sort of thing and a different brain to look at it. So uh, yeah, that, that's, that's quite good. But then also, because a lot of my stand-up is impressions, I do I do all sorts of different impressions too. I did a Boris before, uh, and 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 then there's the Donald who believes. I think it's great, so great, so great, such a great guy. Uh, but then, but the problem is, there's nobody really to impersonate at the moment. It's the same people over and over again because all the schedules have changed, and uh, yeah, there's there's very very few people to impersonate, and uh, Joe Biden hasn't got a very distinctive voice, whereas the American presidents have always been very distinctive from Barack Obama to Ronald Reagan or George W. Uh, Bill Clinton and the Donald. I think it's great. So great. Uh, but yeah, there's no one you can really impersonate at the moment. That's there's, there's humorous because everyone's a bit depressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the good thing about lockdown is that time just doesn't really feel the same as usual. So like, even yeah. um doing like the tiger king which was a thing a year ago it still feels relevant so you can still get that. away with that <laughs> i do i love that what a ludicrous man he is i just i and the fact that he he had limos waiting outside the prison because he thought trump was going to pardon him and things i just i love it i absolutely love it i can't i just I, he's just a ludicrous man and they just go let, let me tell you about my tigers you go he's ludicrous this man's mental you know <laughs> like he, he is everything husbands. he is everything we need in a reality tv star like he's yeah perfect. absolutely <laughs> absolutely absolutely two husbands who aren't gay weird <laughs> uh spoiler alert uh there's yeah he's got a zoo which isn't really a zoo 
it looks more like a an industrial estate. <laughs> he's yeah, he's bizarre. I'm Joe Exotic. Uh, Carol Baskin killed her husband. But yeah, yeah, bizarre, bizarre, bizarre man. I mean, I was going to ask you how you stay creative in lockdown, but like you've already covered it all. I love, <laughs> like you're doing a better job than me. Like I love every single. I thought you're just going to be like, yeah, I've got a podcast like you, but there's, there's the darts, there's the coloring in. Thank you for coming on today, Carl. It's been a joy talking to you. Um, Your face says otherwise, Ollie, but that's okay. Uh, you, I think you've got that thing to say, well, Carl's been waffling on about himself for too long, but that's okay. <laughs> the listeners can't see that. Let's let's not ruin the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, like I, I appreciate how honest you've been and like everything we've talked about because... It's it's do you know what? It's just nice to be able to talk to someone and have a conversation, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to someone that's that's not your pets or your parents. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's my pleasure. I, I love your podcast and I, I can't wait to hear this because it's yeah. all about me. The king of podcasts. That's what it'll be. You can be the king of podcasts. I'll the be the king of, of panto. The king of podcasts and the king of panto. Yeah, love it. Oh, lovely having Cal on the podcast. You can find his socials at Cal Halbert. And if you enjoyed that little convo between Cal and I, then do be sure to go and listen to his podcast, the Cal Halbert podcast. Uh, you can find it on whichever streaming service you listen to your podcasts on, perhaps the one you're listening to this on right now. Topic of the week, staying creative. I am pretty amazed by the ways that Cal has um, <laughs> stayed creative in this lockdown, colouring in, darts, the lot. Um, but yeah, you guys have also sent me some of the ways that you have stayed creative in lockdown. So I think we should move on to the questions, stories and thoughts of the week um, from you, my lovely listeners. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, before I delve into this week's topic of the week and the things you shared with me, last week's episode, um, which was about iconic pop culture moments, had a pretty huge reaction. I had a lot of messages. Honestly, I thought that maybe the references I was chucking out might be a little bit too um niche like i thought that people might not get them but like i had so many lovely messages my friend steven actually messaged me saying that it took him hours to finish the episode because he kept pausing it every time i made a reference and like refreshing his memory watching like youtube videos and stuff which i love like i'm i'm obsessed with that and um yeah thanks for all your feedback like i really appreciate it when you send me messages letting me know what your thoughts are on the episode Anna sent in a voice note uh, sharing her thoughts on the episode. Ollie, your podcast cracked me up today. Oh, nostalgia. It's fantastic. Also, I think your rendition of Diana Vickers was absolutely fantastic. And that's so weird that this song is on the radio right now. With or without you. So, yeah, I just wanted to feed that back. It's a great podcast. <laughs> I am very glad that someone appreciated my little Diana Vickers impression. And uh, what, I mean, come on, who's watched that performance, her doing with or without you? How iconic. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing, Anna. Um, in response to this week's topic of the week, staying creative, I had a message from Elena. She said, I try to catch my creative thoughts slash inspirations in sketches or write them down and use them when I feel like it. 
Especially in these times, I try to be more aware of the things that I am thinking, things that cause reactions like sadness, anger, happiness, and kind of work with that. It's kind of my therapy. Love your podcast and lots of love from Germany. Thank you for sharing that, Elena. And I agree, like writing stuff down definitely is a form of therapy for me too. And yeah, not sketches so much in my case, because as me and Carl cleared up earlier, um, not not much of an artist, not much of a colouring inner either myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like love that, Elena. And th- thank you for listening to this from Germany. Um, I actually shared on my Instagram like last week that I charted in Germany my podcast was in like the top 200 in Deutschland. So, um, Deutschland, ich liebe dich und danke. <laughs> Lucy said that one of the ways that she stays creative is by learning a different language. England is so far behind on this. Lucy, I totally agree. I hate not being able to speak a second language. And actually, when I was traveling, I realized how common it is for people from other countries to speak not only two languages, but three, four. And like, not you don't not even people who were like specifically academically clever like i always used to think you had to be really intelligent to learn lots of languages but you don't you just have to be persistent and willing and it is really fun and exciting and a creative thing to do learning a language and it's something that in the uk i feel like people are quite lazy on we just expect everyone else to speak english but um no i commend you on that lucy love that rachel says she has done an internship to gain new skills throughout lockdown and had a career change Yeah, that is fabulous. Being able to use things that make you feel more creative and drive them into a career? Fuck yeah, that's inspirational, girl. Proud of you. Louisa said, I make juice art. Yeah, you do. Go check out her um, page, Louisa Luna. She makes some sick juice art. And Natasha said, inspiration plus motivation equals creation. Mate, Natasha's always given us her inspirational nuggets on this podcast, isn't she? Um, Yeah, inspiration plus motivation equals creation. I think I should leave my questions, stories and thoughts on that little note. Thanks, Natasha. Um, Yeah, if you'd like to send in any of your questions, stories and thoughts, you can email me, hello.olliedted at gmail.com or you can message my Instagram at ollietedtalks. And as of this week, I now have a Facebook page. Yes, I'm Ollie Ted Talks on Facebook. Go give it a like, send it a message, you know, comment, whatever. I've not really been um, very active on promoting this podcast on Facebook. But hey, now's as good a time to start as any. Um, So yeah, find me on the socials. Send me your messages, your thoughts, your questions and your stories. I'd love to hear from you. Alright, it's album of the week time. Each episode, I give you a different album that I think you should go and listen to after this podcast episode is finished, purely because I like to think that I've got impeccable music taste. And this week, my album of the week was actually recommended to me by my friend Connor. Shout out Connor. Hi, how you doing, mate? Um, Don't actually know if he even listens to the podcast, but he has got a great music taste and he recommended me this one. It's called Cheetah Bend by Jimmy Edgar. I hadn't actually heard of Jimmy Edgar before, um, fairly new to his music, and I, I've got to tell you, I'm quite obsessed now. Um, this album, you can definitely feel the inspiration behind it comes from artists like Sophie and Flume. It's very much like experimental, electronic, but you've also got quite a lot of featured artists on the record too, so you get a good mix of rap and pop in there too, which I'm a very big fan of. And actually, Sophie herself 
features on one of the songs called Metal, which is probably a highlight for me. I really love this. And um, it really does kind of feel like a tribute to Sophie's artistry without quite sounding like he's copying her. Like, he's definitely got his own thing going on, and I, I really enjoy the production on this. It's really awesome. But, um, yeah, Sophie's influence is very strong, and they were actually friends, the pair of them. Obviously, they worked on the song Metal together. And I just I just really enjoy it. Um, it feels like a nice little way to kind of continue Sophie's legacy, and I'm sure Jimmy Edgar is not the only artist who is going to create music that's so heavily inspired by everything that she's done, because honestly, she's a fucking icon and she has in- inspired a whole new genre of music. So, um, yeah, this is a very, very, very strong album. I imagine it will probably end up in my favourite albums of the year. I'm just, I'm really, I'm really digging it at the moment. So yeah, Jimmy Edgar, Cheetah Bend is my album of the week, and I highly recommend that you go and check it out. Things that make you go. Things that make me go. Yes, it's time for me to share with you something that I love and something that I hate this week. Alright, so this week the thing that makes me go is scented wax melts. Yeah, I had never really uh, got a wax melt before, known what a wax melt was. I'd just seen a few people raving about them on Instagram. And um, my good friend Charlotte has her own business called Dream Wax Melts. And so I thought, Char, hook me up, girl. Let's get some wax melts in. So yeah, purchased a little uh, sample box and a burner. It all came gift wrapped. So it was like a little present from me to me. Love that. Charlotte was asking me what kind of flavours I wanted, what I want... Did you call it flavours? Scents? What kind of scents I wanted, what I wanted my room to smell like. And I didn't really know. So I was like, right, I think I want something floral. But I could be wrong. I don't, I don't... I'm not sure. So she gave me a nice little selection. There was one called Monkey Farts. There's one called Unstoppables, which is like a fresh laundry smell. Lavender, which was the one I requested because I like a little bit of floral. Or at least I thought I did. But... Might, that might not be the case, actually, because my favourite one that I've burned is called Passion Fruit Martini. So, apparently, I like things a little bit fruity. I mean, you know, I always have been a little bit fruity, so makes sense. Yeah, and lovely, they've, you know, they, you get a few burns out of each wax melt, and I'm just, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying my little basic bitch wax melt fantasy. So, yeah... I mean, I'm not sponsored by Shah in any way, shape or form, but I highly recommend um, if you're in the Darlington area or um, like in the northeast where she's based, get in contact. You can find her page Dream Melts Wax Melts and uh, live live your Dream Wax Melts fantasy the way I am because <laughs> I am loving getting home after a long shift, lighting up the burner and smelling all these delightful scents. <laughs> so yeah, this week my... Ah! goes to wax melts love them love them love them love them all right now it's time for my Ah. of the week and this week my Ah. is sunday hours Ah. (laughs) um do you know what i was really struggling to think of something this week not because like there's not people who deserve to be on it because believe you me there is but just because i don't have the energy to really (laughs) like say how much i hate someone or something 
this week. I just don't. I just don't want to put that out there this week. In fact, I might actually get rid of this little segment completely. Um, although I do quite enjoy making those noises every week. <laughs> but yeah, Sunday hours. What is the point? You know, what? Why? Why? Why is? Why does Sunday hours exist? Like, it really annoys me. Like, so I get the bus to work at the moment. On a Sunday, they just run one less bus. And that just so happens to be the last bus, and it's the bus that I catch to work. So they run another bus 10 minutes earlier, but if I forget that it's a Sunday, because let's be honest, who's keeping track of the days of the week in lockdown? Like, we're not. If I if I get to the bus stop on a normal time on a, on a Sunday, I'll realise it's a Sunday, and I'll be like, oh my god, I've missed the last bus, because they just decide to stop running them 10 minutes earlier than they normally would. And um, this happened on Sunday. I ended up having to get a taxi into work. Luckily, there's a girl who did the exact same thing as me. So we got a taxi in together and we could split the cost. So it was fine. But it's just like, why why run the buses? Why stop running the buses 10 minutes earlier on this one day of the week just because it's a Sunday? Like, what's the fucking point? I don't know. It bugs me. Like, what? I Do you know what? I, I actually do realise that I sound like an 80-year-old man ranting about the buses. But... <laughs> I, I just didn't want to... My other thing I was going to rant about was the Kardashians. You know, that that brings me to the 21st century a little bit. But um, I don't have the energy to talk about my hatred for them. So I'm talking about the buses instead, okay? <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a reason that most places have Sunday hours. But I just don't get it. Like, why, why shut everything early on a Sunday? Like, everyone's looking for work at the minute. You could hire more people so that the, there's more hours for people on a Sunday and shift in, like, supermarkets or on as bus drivers. Do you know what I mean? Um, I just It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not religious, so maybe I don't consider Sundays, like, this sanctimonious day where nobody should go into work. I mean, I've always worked in the hospitality industry and stuff like that as well, so I've always worked Sundays. So I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't like the fact that the bus is basically I'm pissed off that I missed my bus. All right. Uh, this is probably the dullest thing I've ever talked about on this podcast. But like I said, I didn't want to didn't want to be hateful on anyone this week. <laughs> so I'm just pointing my anger towards the bus that doesn't run at my time. I get the bus on a Sunday. Anyway, um, that's enough of that, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my ah! and my <gasps> of the week. So in this episode, Cal and I talked about darts, about Werther's originals. I've just talked about the idiocy of Sunday hours for the buses. Um, basically, this is a podcast for the elderly. <laughs> um, but no, I've, I very much enjoyed doing this p- podcast episode. Talked about staying creative. I gave you my album of the week, which is Jimmy Edgar's Cheetah Bend. And, uh, you know, Cal Halbert's got his incredible podcast. Highly recommend you go listen to that. Loved having him on the podcast today. And, um, yeah, thank you. Please do send me any more questions, stories and thoughts you might have to my podcast email, hello.olliedhead at gmail.com or you can send them to my Instagram at Talks or my Facebook, Talks. I've got another incredible guest lined up to join me in the next episode, which I'm super excited about. Um, should be up next week we can hope it's been a bit of a busy time for me but I'll try and get back on schedule with the weekly episodes but there might be a little delay coming up just while I move Um, but yeah I'm loving making these podcasts so please 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 get in contact with your questions stories and thoughts share the love and um, yeah that's me out for this week love you all goodbye
Ollie Lewis is a podcasting god. <laughs> <laughs>